Hey church, I'm so excited to share this message with you. Here's the title. It is, Are You Living a Lie? Right, how intense is that? I don't know, am I? Uh, we're gonna find out. The truth is, this sermon is dedicated in the next 20 minutes or 40. Um, we're gonna find out if we're living a lie and what that means. I wanna show you a passage of scripture. We're only gonna look at about five verses that actually speak to this. Are we lying to ourselves? Are we lying to others? Are we the fraud? Are we the fake that we think we might be? Ah, uh, let's talk about it. It reminds me of a time I was shopping with actually a friend, and we were in the nice shoe section. Now, I say nice because we were looking at some expensive shoes. And this is years ago. I'm looking at these shoes uh, with a friend of mine. And by the way, I didn't purchase anything in case you're worried that I bought two expensive shoes. Thank you, preachers and sneakers. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these nice shoes and I'll never forget. Someone walks up to me and they said, oh, you, you're a man of God? And I was like, what? And they're like, you, you, you can't be a man of God if you're looking to spend that kind of money on shoes. And he walked away. And I was like, all right, man, God bless. You know, I'm like, what a weird encounter. And I went home that night and thought, you know how like we dismiss people? Like, yeah, man, shut up. And then later we're like, maybe they were right. You know, like, I definitely had that moment. I was like, my friend was like, what, what, that was so mean. That was so weird. And we're like, yeah, that guy wasn't, that guy wasn't right. We can buy Prada shoes if we want, even though like I can't afford them, but like we can like, and then I'll take them back later, you know, so that my yeah, wife doesn't, ethical. you know, kill me. But I thought that night as I laid my head on my pillow, like, maybe he's right. Maybe like I'm not a man of God. Maybe I'm not like true. Maybe I'm not authentic. Have you ever had somebody question your validity? Question who you are? Like, I don't think you're the real deal. You claim to be this, that, and the other, but you're a fraud. You're fake. Uh, we live in a world today where it seems like everybody is like giddy and excited to find out who's a fraud, right? It's like, it's like, yeah, we, we discovered so-and-so's not, you know, we, we, we caught them smoking cigarettes. Yeah, you know, like they're not real uh, or whatever it is. And so if you're like me in the middle of cancel culture, some people say there's no such thing as cancel culture, whatever kind of challenges we're facing together during this unprecedented extended season in human history, I think we're all starting to ask the question, am I the real deal? Am I living a lie? Am I duplistic? Am I one thing publicly and another thing privately? Am I not who I present myself to be? If you're like me, um, I consider myself to be a generally pretty nice person. Now, part of that is because I'm codependent and I want people to like me. Um, but I like making people feel good, right? It's, a, it's an enjoyable thing. I want people to feel like they can fly in life. I want people to get around me and be like, all right, let's do this, you know, get excited. But, but sometimes I get home and it's like I've been nice to everyone. And now at home, I'm going to be nice to no one. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, and maybe it's your roommate or your spouse or your kids, and you're like, I was nice all day at work. Now I'm going to just be grouchy, <laughs> right? And just that can make you feel like, am I even actually true? 
Or am I just one person at work and another person at home? Maybe you yell at your dog and you think, I don't yell at anyone. Why do I come home and yell at my, my beautiful dog? Like, am I a yeller? Like, if you're like me, if any of you have ever played golf with me, you'd probably be like, there is no chance this person in any way is a good person, right? <laughs> As I'm breaking golf clubs and throwing them through the air, you're probably like, and I've had so many rounds of golf where I've gone home and thought, I'm a terrible person. I really am living a lie. So what do you do with that? What's your game plan? What's your retaliation? What's your response? What's your, what do you tell yourself when you see duplicity in your life? What do you tell yourself when you see inconsistency in your life? What do you tell yourself when you notice your own behavior becoming really, really suspicious in public and really, really sneaky in private? What do you tell yourself? Oh, I'm not, I'm just normal. I'll tell you what I do most of the time is I compare myself. And by the way, I'm really good at not comparing myself who are better than me. That's a waste of time because I'll feel <laughs> terrible. I find somebody really bad. That's what I do. Oh, wait, that is social media. Sorry. Um, wait, <laughs> that's what we all do, right? Yeah. Is, isn't life great? There's always somebody that you perceive to be worse than you. That you can go, well, at least I'm not. You know how long that's been going? Forever. Adam blamed Eve. Eve blamed the snake. There's always somebody to blame, somebody to point the finger at, somebody to say. So if your primary course of action to deal with the duplistic questions of your own behavior is to find somebody worse off, this sermon is definitely for you, which is to say, this sermon is for me. It's funny, people ask me sometimes, like, where do you get your sermon content? How do you write your, it's like, uh, from my own broken life. Mm-hmm. It's actually really, really easy. I've never actually sat in a room and thought, I have nothing to say. I'm always like, <laughs> I have plenty of brokenness in my own life to speak from. And one of the reasons I'm preaching, if not the primary reason I'm sharing this message, is because I can't tell you how many times I have thought to myself, I'm pretty sure I'm living a lie. I'm pretty sure I'm living a lie. And you know, we think of all the, you know, Judas cheating on his taxes. He is living a lie. But but it can be an anger problem that tells me I'm living a lie. Right? It can be a lust problem that tells me or anyone you're living a lie. Doesn't mean you gotta go to jail. Mm. Doesn't mean you have to be involved in legal activity. So many things we do that we believe we're living a lie. Now, here's the good news. This sermon is going to shock you. It's going to be awesomely, shockingly refreshing in the passage of Scripture we're going to look at. We're going to look at these few verses. We're going to discover what it means to live a lie. And then we're also going to see some of the signs and signals of living in reality and living in truth. Listen to this. This, in essence is the message we've heard from Christ and we're passing it on to you. First John chapter five, starting with verse five. God is light, he's pure light. There's not a trace of darkness in him. If we claim that we experience a shared life with Jesus and continue to stumble around in the dark, we're obviously lying through our teeth. We're living a lie. We're not living what we claim. We're living a lie. 
But if we walk in the light, God himself being the light, which is to say if we walk with God, we walk with Jesus, we also experience a shared life with one another as the sacrificed blood of Jesus, God's son, purges all our sin. If we claim that we're free of sin, we're just lying to ourselves. A claim like that is errant nonsense. On the other hand, if we admit our sins, make a clean breast of them, he won't let us down. He'll be true to himself. He'll forgive our sins and purge us of all wrongdoing. If we claim that we've never sinned, we out and out contradict God, make a liar out of him and claim a claim like that only shows off our ignorance of God or that we're living a lie. Let me read this to you in the ESV if we can, guys. We have that in the ESV, 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 to 10 in the ESV. Okay, here we go. Let me read to the ESV. Here we go. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, well, we're deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Some of you recognize that statement, very famous, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. I think there's a little bit more. I think that, okay, that, that's the end. Fantastic. Walking in the light. That's a, that's a great verse of scripture too. There's just more verses coming on the screen that I also think are fantastic. Um, here's what we'll start. What is walking in the light? It's going to be really important for us to define this before we go any further. If I asked you, and we won't do this right now, if I asked you by raising of hand, what does it mean to walk in the light? Here's probably some of your knee-jerk definitions you would give me. You would give me something that's probably something to do with moralism, walking in the light. Now, this is very, very prevalent in, uh, uh, how should I say, the Western world sermons given by preachers like me. We tell people walking in the light is walking in purity. You're walking in the light, but you're having sex with someone you're not married to. You're walking in darkness, and we all go, ooh. You say you're walking in the light, and you're addicted to nicotine, and we all go, ooh, I am. You say you're walking in the light, and you're watching naked people have sex on the internet. Usually, you need to be naked to have sex. That was a little bit of comedy that was for free, but anyways. Right, and this is what we do. Walking in the light is being moral. It never says that, by the way. Walking in the light is, here's other things we would say. It is being distinctly different from the world. Hmm. Church, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. Therefore, we live by a higher standard. God's standard and what we're communicating without meaning to is a thing called elitism. Mm, yeah. And elitism is what a lot of Christianity, um, it's how we promote pride without meaning to. And what we tell ourselves is we're different. And the reason we're different is because of how we live, right? So what does walking in the light means? It means reading the Bible every day. You know what walking in the light means? means having a prayer time every day. Are you talking to God? I bet you spent time on Instagram today. You know what I want, church? 
I want you to spend as much time with the Lord as you do with Instagram. <laughs> I heard one preacher say years ago, if you, if, if you stop putting your face in my space and put your face in God's space, you'd see a difference in your life. And we all were like, wow, that's what we'll do. You know, like, and I don't blame preachers. We're all trying our best here. But oftentimes what we're promoting is not a focus on Jesus, but a focus on moralism, elitism, or worse, perfectionism Mm -hmm. or perfect, right? And that's where the cultural cliches have all stemmed from, Sunday best, right? Show up on Sunday with a bless God, hallelujah, amen, praise the Lord, brother and sister kind of attitude. And what is that? That's perfectionism. By the way, the underbelly of perfectionism is this little thing called denial. (laughs) That's what it's called. And we've promoted that a lot in our gospel preaching, which is like, you say you got a problem? That's not who you are? Let me tell you who you are. And we all just kind of like deny what we're actually dealing with. No, I don't struggle with that. I don't struggle with that. I don't struggle with that. Now, it gets real worse when someone's like, now we want you to be on stage. And now that we're here, we're like, yeah, no, I don't struggle with that. I don't have any problems. And it's why our culture is still in shock and awe when someone who stands here deals with everything else that you do sitting there. And we're all like, now there are things that can disqualify me from teaching the Bible. Let me say it like this. If you can't lead yourself with the help of Jesus and his leadership, the Bible says you shouldn't lead others because you're gonna hurt yourself and others, right? So there's certain things that, that you should be confident that I'm being held to by a board of elders and a team of leaders and accountability, by the way, Don't ever have a pastor who doesn't have a pastor. Don't ever have a leader who isn't being led. That's a scary, scary, slippery, slippery slope, right? So, like, we understand there's checks and balances here. But this concept that I'm walking in the light as it pertains to my morals or my elitism or my perfectionism is not at all what 1 John is talking about. Walk in the light. Don't walk in darkness. Now, let's look at it again. If we could put it up on the screen in the ESV, uh, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message we've heard from and proclaimed to you. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Jesus while we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in light, we have fellowship with one another. Okay, let me define for you in, in uh, statements I've never said before. Let me define walking in the light. Here's my first definition of walking in the light. It is bringing all of you to God and other people. All of you. All of you. A friend of mine told me a story recently that really stuck with me. They were grieving a divorce. And their friends called him and said, can you come over tonight? And that person who had just gotten through a divorce thought, no, I don't want to go hang. And their friend said this, bring all of you to our home. Wow. She said, what? She said, are you sad? Bring your sadness. We just want to be with you. She said she came to the dinner and sat in the corner sad. And they said, that's okay. Just be sad, but be here with us. Now, that's not the Christianity I'm familiar with. Mm. The Christianity I'm familiar with 
is come over, suck it up, and walk in the light. Get over it and have some faith. Now come over here and pray with us. Right? That's called what? Walking in the light. We're going to walk in the light. Hey, are you struggling? I am, but that's not who I am. I'm walking in the light. Right? And so we don't. No, walking in the light means bring all of you. Yeah. So and good. sometimes that's sadness. Sometimes that's weakness. Sometimes that's brokenness. Mm. Proclivities, temptation. Bring all of you. Yeah. Okay. The goal is to build a church where people can bring all of themselves. That's the goal. The goal is to build a community where people don't have to leave parts of themselves at home to get in the door. Yeah, so good. Come on now. Right? Now, I'm looking in this studio, but I'm also looking on camera. Is there anything you didn't bring today to this experience? Because you thought, well, that doesn't fit. So it's called duplicity. We do it all the time. We're like, okay, now I can't. Don't bring that part of you. All right, now here we go. Oh, this is such a good, this is awesome. Right? Like, don't bring all of you. Walking in the light means bringing all of you. Walking in the light means um, telling on yourself. I'll prove it to you in a second. Telling on yourself. That's what walking in the light is. Again, it's actually, if you think about it, it's the opposite of moralism, elitism, or perfectionism. It's actually before anybody else tells, you tell. Yeah, I got, a, I got a problem with gossip. I gossip so much. Like, I gossip about gossip. <laughs> you ever met someone and they're like, I think you're gossiping about someone's gossiping. <laughs> this is hilarious. Has <laughs> ever happened to you? Like, did you know, like, Sarah is always gossiping. And I am sick and tired of her gossiping. She's such a big mouth, a blabbermouth. She gossiped about me. She gossiped about Amanda. She gossiped about everybody. Like, she's just a big gossip. And you're like... Are we gossiping about gossip? This is hilarious, right? Like, it means telling the truth. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I got a problem with that. Oh, isn't it amazing how it just takes all the power out of it? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I lie so much. <laughs> and when I say so much, that's a lie. I mean, all the time. <laughs> you know, like, like it's, just, it's just telling on yourself. Walking in the light is... This is who I am, yeah. and I'm going to tell you. I mean, if you don't like that or you're offended by that, I, I can't change that because that's who I am. Walking in a light also means welcoming the we. Mm -hmm. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice. But if we walk, this is all we language. Mm -hmm. So Walking in the light is a we effort. Yeah. I need you. I need the we in my life. Yeah. Walking in the light means people can walk up to you and say, can I be honest with you? Eh. Now, I'm not talking about random strangers. And I, I have had the most sweet, well-meaning Christians confront me in the oddest of places. Last summer, I was a pool with my family, and someone confronted me about one of my sermons. And I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> No, thank you. Like, I don't, this is not the time or the place. And what was your name again? Like, I'm not talking about random confrontations from people you don't know. I'm talking about the we you do know who you won't listen to. One of the ways you know you're not walking in the light 
is that you are the only person that's right that you know. You're the only person that's right. Everyone is wrong but you. That is not a good space to be in. There has got, now listen, there are some people that are wrong in your life, but not everybody. Not everybody. Are you willing to listen to your friends? Are you willing to listen in community? Are you willing to someone say, hey, can I challenge you on something? You're, you're, you, right? It's like, it's like someone coming to me and say, hey, you have an anger problem on the golf course. No, I don't! <laughs> and now I have an anger problem off the golf course, right? It's like, no, I, I welcome the wheat. Yeah. I'm going to bring all of me and I'm going to tell on me. That's called walking in the light. Now, walking in the light, we are convinced, looks again, I'll put it in a, in a we're like, what are you doing? I'm walking in the light. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't curse, I don't cheat. What are you doing? Walking on the light, walking in the light. Right, and I've done that a million times and this is how we tell the world. Come be Christian with us. It's so fun. It's the best. We're totally free. (laughs) What are you? Barely staying married. (laughs) How are you? Totally good. Great. Why would you ask? I'm awesome. Everything's awesome. God's big. God's good. I'm great. Do you love marriage? I love my marriage. I love my wife. I don't think about any other women. Just her. Only her. Ever. Ever. That's what I'm... Yes. I'm superhuman. Why? Because I'm a Christian. Okay. Do you read your Bible? All the time. I know a lot of the Bible. (laughs) What are you doing? I'm, I'm walking in the light. And then we're like, walking in darkness. What's walking in darkness? It's the people who do orgies. (laughs) They're walking in the darkness. People watching rated R movies, walking in the darkness. People who wear hats in church, walking in the darkness. Friend of mine had a Budweiser t-shirt on the other day, walking in the darkness. And we laugh, but that's still being taught. It's crazy. Walking in the darkness now is like a modern cultural definition. Like like somewhere in the Bible, God was like, and those beer (laughs) t-shirts will be the undoing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here we go again, putting people in bondage when the scripture is trying to set people free. Walking in the light is just like, this is me. This is what I deal with. I'm not saying that you walk in to a restaurant with your friends and being like, I've been looking at porn for the last hour and a half. (laughs) Are you guys having the steak or the chicken? You know, it's like, all right, man, like maybe not start out with that. Right? Like, I'm not talking a lack of discretion, but I'm talking about building a church that's in the light. Not walking in darknesses, religion, tradition, customs, hiding, covering up, pretending, play acting. He says, let's walk in the light. He's in the light. Let's, let's live like this. Now, so much more 
we can say about walking in the light and walking in darkness. But I want to give you two signals and signs, two indicators to know whether or not you are bringing all of you, whether or not you're telling on yourself, whether or not you're welcoming the we. Here's how to know you're practicing this. There's two signs. There's two signs. First John chapter one, verse four, which I didn't give to the team, says we're writing this letter because we are so joyful and we want you to have joy. We want you to have joy. And then here it is. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. It actually, one translation says, we're writing these things so that our joy might be shared with your joy and we might all have true joy, true joy. So the first sign that you're walking in the light is you will experience a shared joy. You'll share joy. You'll share joy. And the truth will make you free. It'll make you free. It'll make you free. <laughs> you know what we keep telling ourselves? Once I become perfect, I'll be happy. No, you won't. You'll become a jerk. I've met people who think they're perfect. They are no fun to have dinner with. You know who's fun to have dinner with? People who are like, I'm a nightmare and God still loves me. Man, what are you gonna get tonight? Let's go all night till the sun comes up, right? They're like, I'm an absolute walking scandal and God still forgave me and loved me. This is the best life. You ever met someone who's so perfect they think God owes them? Well, I've been faithful for 27 years. That's why God's blessed me. <sighs> no. You think that's what this is all about? You think this is a transaction with God and he's the cosmic banker? And we come and say, I have made enough deposits. I would now like my withdrawal, please. And he looks at the ledger and he goes, wow, you really have. It says here, you have committed 18 years without nicotine, 22 without alcohol. <gasps> is it true you've gone nine years without using cuss words? I'm not saying there are plenty of people that God's like, hey, I want you to stop smoking cigs so that you can breathe deep and live long. You know, like whatever. I'm not saying if God isn't trying to help you quit nicotine or you're just tired of slipping curse words in places and people are like, hey, it's getting old. And you're like, oh, God's like, all right, let's drop a few of these, you know? And I don't mean like drop them. I mean like get rid of them. You know, like I'm not, I don't want to lessen what God is challenging. You know, let's, let's drop a few of these, you know? <laughs> that was funny. So, and I'm not lessening any of those things, but I just think it's hilarious that this is how we define these eternal, mysterious, wonderful, beautiful truths given to us. First sign you'll know you're walking in a light is you'll have a joy that isn't based on your performance. It's based on your forgiveness. You're forgiven. Just forgiven. Like, and the fact that you're forgiven just makes you happy. You're just like, this is crazy. This is wild. This is wild. I'm not planning on sinning again, but I know that I will, and it's totally already forgiven. Oh my word, this is awesome. 
Let's, let's go get some pizza. It's a shared joy. You sit around with other people who share the same joy of forgiveness and you're just like, are you happy? Because I'm happy. Can I be really honest with you? There has been extended seasons of my life that the primary, if not exclusive source of joy was almost only that I was forgiven. You ever had a season so bad, things go so wrong that you're like, I have nothing to actually be happy about. And then you go, well, there is this little thing called sin that I've been forgiven of. You know what? Let's have a party tonight. You know, like that's, that's worth having some good food with some good friends. If you got nothing else to talk about, if all seven of your closest friends have lost their job due to COVID, go somewhere and talk about how free you are because of his forgiveness. What are you doing? Living in the light? Living in the light, that's what I'm doing. I'm walking in the light. You'll have shared joy. It goes on in 1 John chapter one, and it says, if we say we have, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we've not sinned, we make him a liar, and the word is not in us. And that is the end. But if you go to one, the verses before that, I believe, there it is, there it is. Proclaim to God is light, and in him is no dark. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with another. We have fellowship with one another. Here's the two signs of walking in the light. You thought it was smelling nice, looking nice, and being perfect. Not at all. You'll have shared joy and shared fellowship. Shared joy and shared fellowship. Now I want you to think about this for a moment, and I promise I'm done. The most boring dinners I've ever had, the most lifeless encounters I've had, is with Christians crippled by customs, traditions, rules, and regulations that like a tightrope, we're trying to adhere to. And the happiest moment of our life scarfing down a hot fudge sundae as we try to cope with how we're trying to live up to moralism, elitism, perfectionism. What are you doing? Walking in the light, walking in holiness, purity. Holiness means consistency. You know what holiness essentially is? It's every day walking in the consistency of the gifted righteousness that God has given you. Every day I'm righteous. Every day I'm loved. Every day I'm his. And the two things slipped in here by John in his first letter is, we're writing this because we want you guys to share our joy. It's so fun. Oh, and by the way, if you walk in the light, that word fellowship means, it's koinonia, it means, um, it's like a deep camaraderie. Have you ever had anyone ever ask you, hey, do you feel this? Now, if you're like me and you're emotionally driven, that's one of the highest, most valuable questions you can ask me. Do you feel me right now? I love that question because I'm like, I feel you. Like people will say, am I making sense? And my answer will be like, it doesn't matter. I feel you, <laughs> right? Shared fellowship is, hey, I, I just feel you. 
feel you. We got a connection. And it's deep and it's meaningful. It's lasting and I love it. It's shared. You ever gone home after a day surrounded with people and never felt more alone? Church isn't supposed to be like that, you know? It's not supposed to be like that. You ever been to an outrageous party that you were really looking forward to and you went home sadder than when you got there? And you're like, I don't feel worse. Because sometimes those parties are as hollow as a chocolate Easter bunny. They're empty. This, this fellowship is not based on drinks, music, and a few moments of attraction with someone at a party. It's like, I, I feel you. There's a deep gratitude that we connect on. There's a deep joy that someday when all of this is said and done, we're going to go home. It's hard down here, isn't it? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. It's a good meal. It's a good meal. I feel happy. And I don't really have any circumstances that make me feel that way. I just feel happy that I'm forgiven. I feel happy that I can connect with you on such a deep spiritual level. So the Bible says if you walk in the light, there'll be two things that'll surface in your life. A shared joy. A joy that's not exclusive to you, but it's like you share it with other people. My closest friends, it's barely a day that goes by. We don't say something to the effect of, we're forgiven, we're loved. Think about what this nation has been through. I think about the dark night of the soul. I think about black and brown people in our country. I think about how long the road is still ahead of us. I think about the injustices. I think about the marginalization. I think about the broken systems. I love this country, but I certainly do not love all of her history or even some of her current systems and structures and constructs. In some cases, I despise them. But there's a joy I share that has nothing to do with the United States of America. It has everything to do with my God who is light, who welcomes me to bring all of myself, to tell on myself, and enjoy the community I'm in. And I must admit, there has been nights where the only thing that gave me joy, when everything felt pointless, do you hear what I'm saying? Like everything feels pointless. Everything feels fruitless that I've gone. I am so forgiven. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. And that might not always be the story our culture tells. But you know, all are forgiven if they'll only receive. And we share that joy. We share that joy. And as bad as it gets here on this plagued planet, we share that joy. And we share that fellowship. And we share that connection. We share that. I think of black men and women in this country, enslaved and oppressed, not that long ago, in this country. And I have learned from my black friends that I think one of the ways 
and I will never understand the endurance of a black and brown person in this country, but I've heard stories of how black dads and mothers and sons and daughters shared a joy that lifted them beyond the horrors of slavery. And it was that there was a king beyond this country, beyond this world, who's a forgiver and a lover and an acceptor. And that joy helped our brothers and sisters endure outrageous injustice. It still does. This is deep, man. I want to walk in the light. I don't want to play games. We're going to need these verses to endure. It's a joy we share, and it's a fellowship we share. We share. I feel you. We're forgiven, right? And it's just, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. All sin. That's the gift I give you. That's the gift I give you, church. I I don't give it. You understand what I mean as a preacher. It's like, that's the gift I'm presenting. That's the gift I'm trying to simply remind you that is ours and available. Let's share this joy and let's share this fellowship. And there's not a single thing. I'm not saying that there's going to be circumstances that are so excruciating. There's no way to put it in words. But when I look at my Bible, when I look at human history, and I look at the atrocities that average men and women just like me and you have endured. I look back and I think, oh God, help us to uncover again this level of enduring faith that says, I'm gonna walk in the light. I'm gonna walk in the light because he's in the light. And what that yields to me is a shared joy and a shared fellowship that no circumstance can serve up. Only Jesus can. And you start thinking about, well, I start thinking about kids, moms and dads out there, you know I'm talking to. What will I pass on to my kids? What kind of message and gospel will I give them? I want to give them this. Walk in the light, son. Dad, I'm trying. No, 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 it's it's not what you think. I didn't mean try harder. I didn't mean do better. I mean, bring all of you. If you got to sit in the corner and be sad, bring all of you. Bring all of you. How do you feel? Well, I've learned not to answer that question, honestly. Not with God. He wants you to. How do you feel? Insignificant. Lost. Overlooked. Not valuable. Bring all of you. Walk in the light. Right? And isn't that what we're trying to build? Again, we're trying to build a church in the light. I don't know if you've figured this out, but it's a lot easier to build a church in the dark. It's a lot easier. Now, long term, it's not easier. When things are really hard, it's not easier. But sometimes it's just easier. It's less messy, you know? If we all just like... As soon as the camera's done here in the studio, we all are just like, yeah, man, everything's great. We're all good. Yeah. Everything's perfect. No, I'm great. I'm so perfect. Everything's great. 
said, like, that's true of no one ever. We can walk in the light as he's in the light. And what, it, what does it yield? Shared transcendent joy and deep fellowship and connection. I started to think, oh, that's right. Those are some of the things we need most as human beings. I need to feel connected. And I want to feel happy. I want to feel joyful. <laughs> we think to do that, we have to not tell everyone the truth or no one will connect with us. And we have to deny the plight and condition that we really are. Live a lie, live in denial, so we can pretend to be happy. I'm exhausted with that. Are you? I look into the future of our church, church home, church at home. One of the reasons I'm passionate about this model that will gather people in church buildings, but will also gather people in church living rooms, dorm rooms, parks. I dream of a church where some people come in their pajamas, you know? And maybe that's in a studio. Maybe that's in a building. Maybe you show up in your PJs and everyone's like, I don't think you can do that. And then we all go, I guess you can. You know, like, <laughs> who says? You know, like, a dream of a church where people roll out of bed, their neighbors come over, they grill some burgers, and they, they live in the light. They live in the light. And they share a joy and a connection that only Jesus delivers. That's what I dream of. I think it's possible because God said so. And I think we all crave it, don't we, if we're honest? Are you living a lie? Are you living a lie? You know how you live a lie, right? You don't bring all of yourself. You don't tell on yourself. And you don't welcome the we. That's how you live the lie. <laughs> is you just say, hey, you, you need to know, I, I've been dealing with depression for 22 years. What? I know, I know, I should pray more. I should ask God to take it away. I wasn't going to say that. You weren't? Because that's what all Christians tell me. No, I was just going to say, thank you for bringing depression with you tonight to my home, because that's all of you. You're not going to tell me how to do better? No, I don't know how to defeat depression. But we'll have some pizza. And if you want to, I'd love to pray with you at some point. But when we pray, will it all go away? Uh, probably not. Oh, what do you mean? We're going to pray. Oh, we'll ask God to take it away. But if he doesn't, let's have pizza again. And then let's pray again. Okay, well, well, I got to tell you something. Sure, what's going on? I'm, I'm addicted. I'm an addict. Okay, that's all right. Well, it's not okay. It is okay. I'm not saying that I don't want it out of your life, but thank you for sharing. And that's what I dream of. 
I dream of a church like that. I dream of barbecues like that. Again, I'm not saying we all walk in the door and, you know, say, I'm a, I'm a thief. Hide everything. I'm going to steal your house. You know, like, but how far does this go? Hey, last week I came over to your house and I, I stole this because I steal things. And I don't even know why. Ah, you can have it. No, I don't want to have it. All right. What else? Don't you want me to leave? Nah. Now mess with my kids, yes, absolutely, you know, but, right? Like I dream of a place where we can just bring all of us. How did we become the place where people don't bring all themselves? How did the bar become the place? How did we lose that? Wasn't that supposed to be us? Wasn't, weren't people supposed to stumble in and out of church? Nobody stumbles in and out of church anymore. We stumble in and out of bars. That's the kind of church we're going to build. A church where I fit in and a church where you fit in. Let me pray for you. Jesus, I thank you so much for you. I love you. I love your light. Your light is not humiliating. Your light is healing. It frees us to be us, to bring all of us to you and to each other. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I just pray over our church all over the world. No more hiding. No more hiding. No more hiding. We don't want to hide. We want to be fully here with you and with each other. Thank you, God. I pray for healing for people all over the world from this studio and around the world. Heal the broken, heal the hurting, heal the lonely, heal those who feel they don't count and they're not valuable, heal the damaged, heal those who have been left to die. Heal us, God. Heal us. Truth is, we all got stuff we hope no one ever finds out about. Heal us. Thank you, God. If you're here and you're watching in this studio or anywhere in the world and you would like to receive the free gift of forgiveness that only Jesus offers, you do not have to deserve it, earn it, warn it. Just accept it. Accept Him the prize of the whole earth. If you would like to receive the forgiveness that only Jesus offers because only Jesus paid for it and purchased it. It's yours. All your error, all your wrong, all your sin, all your shortcomings completely covered in a moment. If that's you, just, you just lift up your hands and it's me. I, 
And by lifting your hand, you are indicating to yourself that what you're feeling inside is real. And you're forgiven forever, just like that. No matter how you feel, you're forgiven forever. Now, let us live in the light for the rest of our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And lastly, I declare and I pray that this church, God, the community that you have given me leadership and authority in, I exercise that now in the name of Jesus. And we declare that this church will be a church of light. It'll be a church where people can bring all of themselves. It'll be a church where people can tell on themselves. And it'll be a church where we embrace each other, each other's input, each other's challenging statements and phrases. We declare this is the kind of church we're a part of the kind of lives we're going to live. Thank you, God. It's our privilege and our honor to follow you and to be in a family like church home. In Jesus' name, amen.